This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On November 20th, 2012, a young trans woman named Sage Smith disappeared after meeting someone for a date in Charlottesville, Virginia. Weeks after she was reported missing, so was her date. With Sage's case now classified as a homicide, police are looking for a suspect. Her date was named as a person of interest in the case, and he has been reported missing since 2019, when he was supposed to return home to Charlottesville to face police. Who and where is Sage's killer? And how did Sage Smith disappear? I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library. This is the tragic story of the sudden disappearance of Sage Smith. Sage Smith was 19 years old, and she was ready to put her true self out there. Sage didn't grow up like most of her peers. She was born to Shad Smith, and she lived in the foster care system until she aged out. By 18, she was living on her own, but her hardships in life didn't stop her from keeping a smile on her face or going after what she wanted. Despite her rocky childhood, Sage was taking steps in the right direction. In November 2012, Sage went to social media to share that she was a trans woman and would be living her life as one. She was ready to embrace who she was and to share it with those closest to her. She was also ready to start dating. So, like most young people, she took the online approach. On November 20, 2012, Sage told her roommate, Aubrey Carson, that she had plans to meet up with someone she met online. And around 6.30 p.m. that evening, Sage was spotted on West Main Street in Charlottesville, Virginia, near an Amtrak station. When Sage didn't return home from her date, one of her roommates, Aubrey, became concerned and called Sage's grandmother, named Lolita. She told Aubrey that they needed to call the police right away. As Charlottesville police handled the investigation into Sage's disappearance, Sage's family made continuous efforts to contact Sage, but each time they weren't able to reach her. Call after call after call went unanswered, and although she was known to keep her phone on and charged, it was later turned off. Almost immediately, Charlottesville police uncovered that the man Sage had plans to meet that night was a man by the name of Eric McFadden, who was 28 years old. It turned out that Sage had been texting with this man, and when police looked into Eric, they discovered that he told friends he had plans to meet up with someone on West Main Street on November 20th, 
the same date and location where Sage Smith was last seen. Hoping to find Sage alive and well, a group of officers conducted a grid search of Main Street and the surrounding area, which is heavily trafficked due to the nearby bus and train stations. They checked open lots, trash cans, fields, parking lots and dumpsters, and canvassed nearby businesses for surveillance footage. However, those who had security cameras didn't capture anything, and the only other camera was the one that monitored traffic. Investigators were given access to Sage's cell phone records, which confirmed she'd been on a call with Eric McFadden around the time she was last seen. The records revealed that Eric and Sage had texted numerous times throughout the night, and from that, police were able to develop a more thorough timeline for the evening of November 20th. At 5.17 p.m., Sage sent a text asking Eric when he was leaving. At 5.20 p.m., Eric responded, saying he had already left and was at the Hampton Inn. From 5.17 p.m. to 5.40 p.m., the pair texted on and off. At 5.40 p.m., Sage left her apartment and made her way to downtown Charlottesville. At 6.08 p.m., Eric texted Sage, asking where she was. At 6.12 p.m., Eric again inquired about Sage's whereabouts. At 6.18 p.m. to 6.37 p.m., Eric texted Sage numerous times, but as she was on call with a friend, it's unsure if she saw the messages. At 6.27 p.m., upset, Eric texted Sage again, claiming she'd stood him up. At 6.35 p.m., Kayera, Sage's stepsister, saw Sage walking down 4th Street, northwest, near the 400 block of West Main Street, and at 6.40 p.m., Sage walked westbound on West Main Street. In the days following Sage's disappearance, Charlottesville investigators wanted to speak to Eric. If he met with Sage, he was most likely the last person to see her. Maybe he knew what happened to her. But in a turn of events on November 24, 2012, Eric's girlfriend reported him missing because he never showed up to work and had suddenly disappeared without telling anyone. Investigators' next move was to search the apartment that Eric McFadden shared with his girlfriend. They were hoping to find fingerprints, DNA, blood, or any other evidence that would show if Sage had been there recently. They also seized Eric's computer, but nothing suspicious turned up in the search. The obvious next step for police was to examine Sage's social media presence. They searched through her social media accounts, which showed no use since the night she disappeared. And through this search, they learned that many of her previous partners were not openly gay and had been keeping their sexualities and relationships on the down low. According to one friend, one of the relationships had been with a man whose girlfriend had learned of his meetings with Sage after discovering emails. Allegedly, the man had blamed Sage and had attacked her one night while she was walking home. The assault had resulted in charges being made, however, it was later confirmed that he had no involvement in Sage's disappearance as he had been incarcerated at the time. A few days after being reported missing, Eric reportedly called in to the Charlottesville Police Department and informed them of his location. He claimed to be in New York. In the same call, he was asked about Sage, but he never claimed he met up with her. In fact, he told police that Sage stood him up and he had no knowledge of Sage's whereabouts. When police suggested that he make his way back to Virginia, Eric McFadden hung up on authorities. Two days after the phone call with CPD, Eric's girlfriend alerted authorities that he was making his way back to Charlottesville and that he was ready to speak with police. However, he never showed up. In an email sent to his girlfriend, the day after he was supposed to meet with the police, Eric offered up an explanation about Sage, saying that Sage was blackmailing him with threats that she would tell Eric's girlfriend that the two had sex. In this email, 
He also admitted to meeting Sage on that evening on November 20th, but he maintained that he didn't know what happened to her. I do think it's important to mention that Sage's friends and family don't believe that the police department gave it their all, despite what CPD would like the public to believe. On December 3rd, 2012, the family made a public statement wherein they questioned the city's response to Sage's disappearance, saying it hadn't got the attention it deserved. According to Aubrey, one of Sage's roommates, after reporting Sage missing, the department didn't take the case seriously. She claimed that they only asked for Sage's name, birthday, and a picture. And according to Sage's grandmother, during the first week of the investigation, she claimed to have contacted the detectives numerous times about the case, leaving several messages for them to return her calls. Frustrated and concerned that the police department wasn't taking the case seriously, the family requested to speak with the then police chief, but this meeting took nine months to occur. On top of all of this, the disappearance of 18-year-old Hannah Graham from Charlottesville raised concerns for Sage's family. Hannah Graham was an 18-year-old white British-American student at the University of Virginia who went missing in September 2014. Her killer, Jesse Matthew, later admitted to murdering her. If you remember, I mentioned Hannah Graham's case in a previous episode on the murder of Alexis Murphy. The search for Hannah Graham turned out to be the largest and most expensive in Virginia's history, and Sage's family wondered why they had not received the same support and attention from the community. They felt there was a bias toward them, given Sage's race, sexuality, and gender identity. In May 2013, investigators increased their efforts to locate Sage. They contacted the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in the hopes of getting their support and raising awareness about the case, and they uploaded her dental records to a national registry in case her body was ever located. For many years, the case stalled, and in November 2016, the case was classified as a homicide. Charlottesville Police Department state and federal law enforcement spent months sifting through evidence and witness interviews. Without Eric McFadden's cooperation, police grew frustrated. Detectives for CPD had said that they still believe that Eric has information that could help police solve the case. In June 2019, the Charlottesville Police Department filed a missing persons report for Eric McFadden after his mother had learned that his father failed to do so. The last time anyone communicated with Eric was all the way back in 2013. According to NBC12 reporting for Virginia, detectives believe that Eric McFadden could be in cities such as Baltimore, Maryland, Joppa, Maryland, Lake City, South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, New York City, and Rochester, New York, as well as other places on the West Coast. And although detectives have checked many leads in these cities, they have not led to any significant developments. There are three main theories floating out there about what could have happened to Sage Smith that evening she vanished. The primary theory is that Eric McFadden was involved in some way. This is due to some inconsistencies in his story along with his abrupt decision to leave Charlottesville soon after Sage was reported missing. He has always been labeled as a critical person of interest in this case, and if his claims that Sage was blackmailing him are true, that could be a real motive for wanting to make Sage disappear. Some have theorized that Aubrey, Sage's roommate, may have somehow been involved in her disappearance. Just like Eric, people have pointed out some inconsistency in Aubrey's versions of events, not to mention, Aubrey's alibi was never able to be confirmed by police. People close to Sage have pointed out that Aubrey allegedly began using Sage's possessions, like a food stamp card, not long after she went missing. When questioned about this, she told investigators that it wasn't unusual for her roommates to share the card because it was something they often did to purchase groceries for their apartment. However, Shakira, 
who was Sage's and Aubrey's other roommate, told police something in 2016 that I think contradicts Aubrey's statement. In January 2016, police got a call from Chico Teague, Virginia, about 300 miles away, regarding a possible sighting of Sage. However, when they arrived, it turned out to be her former roommate, Shakira. While there, they interviewed Shakira and learned that Aubrey wasn't being completely forthcoming with what she knew. Shakira also informed them that she had become unsettled about Aubrey using Sage's food stamp card and other personal belongings. Why would Shakira be unsettled by something Aubrey described as a normal occurrence? Was it just because Sage was missing when Aubrey used her stuff? Although I find this a bit questionable, it's not enough to prove that Aubrey had anything to do with Sage's disappearance. Aubrey maintains her innocence and continues to stress that she has shared everything she knows with investigators. The final theory is that a man by the name Jamel Smith may have been involved in Sage's disappearance. On the night of November 19, 2012, the night before she disappeared, Sage and Aubrey held a birthday party for their other roommate, Shakira. It is alleged that at some point, a girl arrived and stated that she wanted to fight one of Sage's friends because of a disagreement about a man. Allegedly, the fight was moved outside and Sage got involved and began fighting an acquaintance by the name of Jamel Smith. The police were called and a report was filed against Sage by this Jamel guy claiming that Sage had damaged his car. However, no arrests were made that night. The reason Jamel Smith is considered suspicious by some is because according to investigators, he doesn't have an alibi for the night Sage went missing and it was said that he had been very angry about the fight and how everything turned out. Supposedly, police haven't been successful with questioning Jamel Smith because, like other people in this case, he's nowhere to be found. Reportedly, Sage's grandmother, Lolita Smith, passed away in May 2019 without ever finding out what happened to Sage. The rest of Sage's family must live in limbo, wondering if they'll ever get closure about what happened to her. After facing years of not knowing what happened to her child, Sage's mother, Latasha Dennis, explains, quote, This is a loss that is different from other losses because there's no closure. It's like you can't finish grieving. It's a continuous, untied feeling that hits me, end quote. A $20,000 reward is being offered for information leading to an arrest in Sage Smith's case. The reward is made up of $10,000 from Crime Stoppers, with a $10,000 match from the city of Charlottesville. At the time of her disappearance, Sage Smith was 5'11 and weighed approximately 130 pounds. She had black, dark brown hair, but she's also been known to wear a red wig, and she has brown eyes. Sage was last seen wearing a black jacket, dark gray sweatpants, a black scarf, and gray boots. Anyone with information about Sage Smith or Eric McFadden is asked to contact Sergeant Ron's statements at 434-970-3939 or Crime Stoppers at 434-977-4000. If you want to interact with the podcast on social media or share with me some of your own theories about the cases, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at the LCL Pod. Don't forget to share the podcast so we can get more attention for these very important cases. And don't forget to follow the Lost Crimes Library so you won't miss any new episodes. Thank you for supporting the show. Hey! 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.